Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. Apparently I start every episode by saying we have such an exciting episode today, so I'm not going to say that today. We have a really great episode that is filled with a lot of insight and a lot of hot takes that are really, really spicy and great, but are probably going to piss some of the ladies out there a little bit off. But I think you guys need to hear this. So today we are talking to Levon the Gent of The Gentleman Code, and we are really going to have a conversation about men in dating and what it means to be a gentleman, what it means to be a gentleman in 2021, what it means to be a gentleman in dating. And Levon has a lot of really great advice for men when it comes to finding what they're looking for and when the right time is to find what they're looking for and and how to approach it. And so this is definitely one for the guys, but it is also one for the girls about the guys. So we answer a lot of your questions about dating as a man and and specific dating advice questions that you guys had for Levon. But we also asked a lot of questions from the girls about what's going on in the guy's brain and how do we best navigate that. So get ready. This is a really good one. Like I said, some hot takes might piss you off, but I think you need to hear them. And make sure to follow Levon the Gent. Make sure to follow the Gent Code. Of course, follow Seeing Other People and Alana Dunn. And don't forget, if you are listening to this intro right now, if you're listening to me and you're like, ooh, I have a guy friend out there who is really lost in his dating life right now. Maybe he should listen to this. Don't just think about it. Send it to him. If you have a girlfriend who's like, oh, she's trying to figure out what's going on in that guy she's obsessed with's head, don't think about it. Send it to her. Please, please, please. It helps me out so much. All I could ever ask from you guys is that you spread the word about seeing other people. It helps me keep my lights on, pay rent, buy dog food for my adorable Barkley, all the important things in life. Please send to a friend, leave a five-star rating, share on your Instagram story if you like what you hear. And get ready for a really, really exciting, yeah, I said it, episode today. Tis the season for gift giving. Tis also the season for treating yourself. Whichever path you decide to go down, I have the perfect gift for you. Batter That Matters. Truly the best cookie company with the best cookies out there. I tried them for the first time about a month ago. And since then, I have actually ordered three more boxes for myself and My newest box is coming this week, and I have a feeling before I finish that one, I will be ordering another. Their cookies are incredible. They have gluten-free options and vegan options too, so they literally include everybody. Like, There's nobody that can't enjoy a Batter That Matters cookie. They ship nationwide for free, and they donate up to 50% of their profits to a different charity every season. These cookies, I'm not even kidding, if you get them for your coworkers or your boss or your secret Santa person or your new significant other's parents or your own parents or just for yourself, every single person that you get these cookies for is going to love you and be so grateful because they are literally the best cookies. Don't take my word for it. Try them for yourself. Ourbattermatters.com. And of course, hooked you up with the code. Use seeing other people at checkout for 10% off. All right. And we are in the episode. We are here with LaVon, LaVon the Gent of The Gentleman Code, who has one of the more impressive resumes and IMDB pages that I've ever seen. (laughs) Welcome to Seeing Other People. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You actually went to the IMDB page. Okay, great. You know, it came up. I had to. I had to do a little perusing. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm super excited to have you here. Why don't you introduce yourself to the Seeing Other People family? 
Well, my name is Levon Legent. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Um, I go, my original name is James Levon Nichols II, but I go by Levon because I just grew up admiring my father for the man that he was around the house. And the Gentleman Code is, is just an extension of the teachings that I got from my father. It wasn't one of those situations where he sat and said, hey, son, I'm going to teach you how to do this. I'm going to teach you how to do this. And this is going to make you a better man. I actually learned so much from just watching him. Because when it comes to children and their parents, more is caught than taught. So we can yeah. sit there and watch it and we catch it. And I would just sit there and watch him work on things around the house, watch him cut the grass. And that's how I learned to be a man. But when I got to college, I realized that every young man or every child didn't have their father in the household. And that just wasn't my reality. And it was just such a, a jolt to me. Up. So I was like, well, okay, then I've been given a blessing to have this, this father figure in the household that wasn't a toxic man. He wasn't a, an abusive man. He was a very, very loving, God-fearing man. And I just felt that I needed to share a lot of these things that that I caught from him to a lot of these other young men, because there was a gap in their growth where they just had a lot of questions about who they are as a man and why do I do these things and why do I act this way? And usually a lot of it just stems back to the man that you that you came from. But if you don't have that man to refer to, there's so many questions that are in your head. And I just realized there are so many confused men walking around. And if I can be that beacon of light to say that, hey, okay, I understand your plight. Let's come over here. Let's talk about it. Let's work through it. And let's let's help you become a better man. And that's how the Gentleman Code was born. I love that so much. I think that's so beautiful and so amazing that not only, like you said, you had this blessing, but you identified that most people didn't and you were like, okay, I can do something about it. And I think that's so incredible and so necessary, especially in the world we live in today where people need, like people really do need help and, and need to learn how to, like you said, like be a gentleman and, and not just for men, but for anyone. Like if we don't grow up with either relationship role models or, or parents who teach us how to be our best selves, it is really difficult to pick that up later on. So I, I really admire what you do. And, and I really do think that's beautiful. So where I want to start is in your opinion or in your expertise, what does it actually mean to be a gentleman in this world in 2021 right now? Uh, that That's a very good question. <laughs> to be a gentleman in 2021 is actually different than when I started the Gentleman Code back in 2008. Yeah, I'm sure. This is actually a curriculum I started in classrooms. And really what it started off as is just life skills, learning, Mm -hmm. teaching life skills. But today it's, it's evolved into more of a gentleman being someone who is sure of the person that is sitting in his chair, that is sure of the person that he sees in the mirror. And it's a journey. It's a journey that a man has to take. We usually believe that that journey should start or end in our 20s. 
But as I get older, I start to realize, no, it, it's an ongoing process of you continuing to be a better man. And one of the things I wrote down this morning is for a gentleman, he has to find a purpose. He has to have something to do with his life. You've been given this life for a particular reason. There is a gift that you've been given that you are supposed to bless the rest of the world with. And a gentleman is supposed to find out what that purpose is. You have to live on purpose, live with purpose. And a lot of times that just takes committing to something. What have you committed to? You have to commit to being a better man every day. One of the first things you got to do, make your bed when you get up in the morning, because that finishes the sleep cycle and it starts the day. You are less likely to jump into a bed that's already made than jump back into a bed that you just crawled out of to you know, go get something to eat. And now you're going to crawl back in and binge watch a season of a show. Well, you didn't really get much accomplished that day. What was the purpose of that? So if yeah. you get out of bed and you go get something accomplished, it's much easier to get in bed later that night because now you've done something with that day. You were given 24 hours, the same 24 hours that the successful people have been given. So this is what you've done with it. What is your contribution to the world? Absolutely. I will say I'm, I'm very guilty of not making my bed this morning. <laughs> and I, I never ever do this, Levon. I got back into bed. I, I had a coffee. I had a double espresso and I took my, my dog is going through training right now, took him to school, um, came back and I was like, I'm so tired. I was up with him at 3am. I was up with him at five. Mm -hmm. I'm going back to bed. And I, I slept the morning away and now I'm behind on work and now I'm like stressed. And now I'm like, I'm not going to get what done what I need to get done today. Um, but Thankfully, Isn't that amazing? You already know that. Yeah. And yeah. We're so thankfully, early in, thankfully yeah. this was the exception. I would never do this. <laughs> but it's but funny that you mentioned that. You're on the East Coast, though, right? Yes. So it's what? It's, one? it's 120. Wow. 1020 here. Oh, see, I'm jealous. I wish it was still 1020. <laughs> but no, I really like that. And I think there's a lot of truth to what you said. And I think it's, it is really true that like you need to you need to commit to figuring out who you are. And also right. you need to know that you will change over time and Absolutely. you should want to change over time. Yeah. Like you we said, don't like, stay the same. no, and we have so much like learning and growing to do. Yeah. So now knowing what it means to be a gentleman, what does it mean to be a gentleman in dating? To be a gentleman in dating. Oh, you sure you're ready to have this conversation because in 2021, I know, I know 2021, the dating landscape has drastically changed dating apps, Instagram. These things have really altered the dating market. And a lot of gentlemen are regular men. They are men that aren't these men of means that everyone is aspiring to be on the Instagram or mm -hmm. that all the ladies want to be with on Instagram. And I almost have to tell the gentlemen the ugly truths of dating first before we delve into, well, how do, how do I talk to this girl? Or what do mm -hmm. I text her when she texts me back? Hey, first of all, 
realize you're not the only guy she's texting. You're not the only guy she's talking to, more than likely. It is, you're in a competition for her time. And if, and a lot of guys feel like that's a, a tap dancing, you know, it's like, hey, like me, hey, I could do this, and hey, I can take you here. <sighs> the ugly truth is this for gentlemen. Um, how can I put this? Don't put them on a pedestal. One of the first things guys want to do with a beautiful woman is place her on this high pedestal above his own level. And what they don't realize is that they're doing is they're diminishing their own worth in her eyes and in his eyes as well because he's putting her above him. Oh, she's so beautiful. She's so attractive. She has these lady lumps and she has all this and I like it, right? So you want to try to be this man that you think she wants because she's a oh, nice guy. And Well, let me, let me ask you this before this. What, what's one of the first things you tell a guy when he asks you for dating advice? Oof. That's a big question. Um, <laughs> it, my, uh, that's tough. I think the biggest thing is that you have to communicate. Like if you are interested in somebody, you need to let them know, but in like a thoughtful manner, in a polite manner, in a non-aggressive way, because actually everything that you're saying is that's how most of the women that I know go about dating, where they meet somebody, they put them on a pedestal, they assume they're not texting anyone else, but they assume the guy is. And so oh. they're overthinking everything and they have no idea what the guy's thinking. So they like, I feel like women end up overthinking so much and getting in their heads and assuming that the guy doesn't like them. And so for for people who are like me and who have a lot of dating anxiety, the biggest thing in the world is if a guy says like, Hey, I'm, I'm not seeing anyone else. Or like, I, I love to see you again. I had a great time. And just hearing that communication makes everything 5 million times easier in our brains. Right. I'm glad you said that because normally I instruct contrary to that. Hmm. Because you, you said something very important when you said that, well, when he's not communicating with her, then there's all types of scenarios that she's running through in her mm -hmm. mind. Who's he talking to? Oh, he's not, he's not hanging out with me. Who's he hanging out with? And in my opinion, that is where you should keep her in the dating market. Uh... But, 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 uh, <laughs> no. Because, because. No, I know you're right because I, look, it works. It works. Mm -hmm. But it. Well, but, but, um, guys, guys, we want, we want you to act right. That's what we want. We want yeah. ladies to act right. But a lot of times if we give you too much. It does make us run away. It makes you run away. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, here's here's my thought on that. I think if any guy who a girl is not yet sure about, and obviously, of course, for everyone listening, like we're talking about like cis heterosexual situations here. Right. Um, but it, in my opinion, if any guy tells a girl that they like them and the girl is not ready to hear that, 
the girl will run away. She's but gone. if yeah. if it's the guy, if the girl knows that this is the guy that she wants and she hears that, that's when it will work. But that's like like one percent of the time it actually works out. Right. So the other ninety nine percent of the times, yeah, we're we're dealing with the script that we were told in the eighties, yeah. nineties, and two thousands. Hey, you mm-hmm. just tell her how you feel, be yourself, and eventually she'll fall into your arms because that's how all the rom coms end. He chases her the whole movie and then he gets her at the end. The notebook was the same way. And everybody loves that movie, but I look at that movie a different way. Same with Forrest Gump. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same situation. This guy was doing this whole thing. He loved this woman the whole time. Told her. Showed her. She didn't care. She didn't want that. She wanted the guys that were unavailable. Jenny was chasing after the rock stars and the the Black Panther guys and all that. Um, this is an old reference. This movie is like 94. Um, but it's just one of those things that I ask guys, if you can only be one of two guys in her life, if you could be the guy that she only dates and never sleeps with, or you could be the guy that she sleeps with and never dates. Which would you choose? And you can't combine them because people like to play that game. Yeah. If you can only choose one, what would you choose? Most guys choose. Most guys choose the sex guy. Really? Yes. Interesting. Be- because this is an ugly truth for ladies to know. Yeah. We don't want to take you out on dates. We want to have sex with you. The reason we're taking you out on dates it's is because it's the unwritten rule. That this is the path to sex. But three dates, that's what people are doing. You know, 90 day rule, right. three date rule, all that type of thing. We that's why things begin to escalate when you get to date number two. He wants to get a little touchy. He wants to break the touch barrier at this point. Third date, hey, why don't you come over to my house and we'll cook? This is this, this is the escalation. We we're getting to that point to where now we're like, it's mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's uh it's about time to. But wouldn't that be <laughs> not gentlemanlike to follow that pattern? Well, again, I say live with a purpose. Yeah. A man's purpose is not a woman. I think a lot of guys confuse that their purpose is to please a woman. We cannot please women. We can help them be happy over here, help them be happy over there. But if she's not happy coming into this relationship, she's never going to be happy. There's nothing I'm ever going to be able to do that's going to please her. I can make all the money. I can have the big house. I can buy her the cars and the bags and the shoes that she wants. But it just takes one conversation and she's like, you know what? I'm not happy with him. So... For gentlemen, I would say you have to, you're not going to be pleased with your life unless you're doing something with it, unless you're accomplishing something, you're setting goals, you're writing things on the to-do list, and you're crossing those things off. It's that sense of accomplishment that makes this man feel more of a man. Now, when it comes into dating, I think that he should already have a life established and invite this woman into it to enhance it now. Now she's going to help me uplift it. If she has some 
some strong ideas about how things should go. Great, let's hear them out. If she has some ways that we should invest some of this money or some some different ways that we should aim the marketing of this particular business, then great. But she's coming in to add to it. I tell I tell men, ladies are the ornament on your tree, not the root system. You have to make the root system strong first and then invite her into it. Because if you have a weak root system and you put this strong ornament on your tree, your tree's gonna fall over. And she's not gonna stay around. She, women are, you ladies are hardwired. And this is not, no fault against you all. You're hardwired to seek provision and protection. Because when you're pregnant, you need it. You can't fend for yourself and the baby and you, someone needs to provide. This is just, you know, basic animal things. You know, mm -hmm. take off the, the fancy clothes that we wear, the homes that we live in, the cars we drive, highways. We're animals at, yeah. at, at the barest thing. So they want protection. We can't be upset. See, guys want to call a gold digger. Oh, she's a gold digger. No, she, she needs to be provided for. She needs this. It's the house I grew up in. I, I should say that. It's the household I grew up in. My mother was a very strong lady. She worked, but she, but my man, was, my father was the man of the house. Mm -hmm. She was the helpmeet. She helped him, and they raised a beautiful four. You know, two kids, still married, fifty-two years. My sister's been married twenty-five years. So wow. I applaud them every time I talk to them. You did a good job. And I kind of lost my train of thought. Where was I going? We're animals. We're animals. So, <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I love, love, love the Christmas tree and ornament reference, and I think mm -hmm. I think that applies to everyone. Like I, yes. that's what I say to my friends too, like my and girls who I, I talk to about dating is like you can't just expect that you're going to meet somebody, date them, and they're going to fix your life. They're going to make you happy. You have to be your own person. You have to have things that you're passionate about and you have to be able to make yourself feel whole. Otherwise, yeah. no relationship, no matter who it's with, is going to work. Yeah, I think sometimes we get into relationships and we expect our mate to be our therapist. Yeah. And they're not qualified to do that. Mm -mm. They're still dealing with their own issues. Yep. So... Why it's like you have to fix you and then again live with your purpose, create this this life, and then invite her in. My father did the same thing. He had bought a house, a car, furniture, and then started dating my mother. Yeah. But he was very honest with her up front. Again, this gentleman that knows where he stands in life, and he he told her first date, hey, we can only spend this amount of money because I just bought a house, bought a car, furniture, money's tight. And she, you hung know in what? There. That was probably really attractive to her. Yep. Like, you know I what's, can, what's yeah. funny now, though, is I, I talked to her about that instance. And she's like, Yeah, but he doesn't buy me flowers. I like flowers. I'm like, Well, you told him you didn't, he <laughs> didn't need them, but now she wants them. So it's, it's, yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> My but mom yeah, actually said honest. that to me lately. She's like, dad never just like brings me flower, like brings home flowers for just, just like on a Tuesday. I'm like, well, what, have you told him that you want that? And she's like, well, he should just know. It's like, no, you gotta, you gotta say like, this makes me happy. I want this. And then I'm sure he yeah. will do it. <laughs> that, yeah. 
we we get caught into that as men because ladies expect us to know this stuff because maybe you said it once or <laughs> you hinted at it. And that's uh, another thing I, I instruct guys is communication between men and women is slanted in a different way. Men focus on the, the text. We focus on the words. Ladies focus on the context, what's in the margins, what's in between the lines, how she felt when she said that, what she meant by that. We're going by, well, this is what you said. And she's like, yeah, that's not what I meant. Yeah, but if we wrote it down on paper, if we typed it out, the transcript, this is what it said. That's how we talk. That's how we yeah. communicate. But communication, 7% is on, only 7% is the words. 93% is everything else. So we have to make sure that even though we understand the words that are being said, that we have to kind of lift ourselves off the page and see what else is going on around and understand the context. And it's tough. Yeah. Not all guys are tuned to that. Most it really is not. so so true about about how women think and talk. And <laughs> I, I have a feeling this episode is gonna <laughs> like piss some of my listeners off a little bit because it's like it it, like you said, it's the hard truth. It is. It is. Yeah. It is, and we don't want to admit it. <laughs> no. And and guys, when we go back to you know comparing one guy, you know, when you want to be a date guy, you want to be the sex guy. Most guys, if women are listening, will say they want to be the date guy because that's politically correct. And they don't want to piss the women off because if they piss the women off, then all they're not going to want to date me. See, there's so many, there's so much pressure that we're under because we have testosterone flowing through our systems all day long. And it is just, you know, the head below is doing, doing a lot of talking and he'll, he'll see a beautiful girl. Oh yeah, do it, do it. And you see another girl, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. That's all he's thinking about. <laughs> yeah. But you have to you have to rule with this one and say, no, 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 we're working now. No, we're working yeah. on something now. Chill out. And that's the state. I, that's the stage I'm in right now. Yeah. I'd like to date. But with everything that I have going on, it is a challenge. I mean, even we had this challenge making the scheduling. Yeah. And I almost, almost had to move it again. Because I have something else film related that I'm doing today. They just have it later on the day. So I'm like, oh, great. I'm glad I scheduled this early in the day. But if you can imagine trying to date someone that you're interested in and having all these things fall into your schedule, it makes you look disinterested to her. Yeah. Like, well, oh, let me ask interested. you something on this topic, because sure. this is something that has come up a lot okay. and it seems to be a, a, a guy thing specifically mm -hmm. when it comes to career and relationships yes. is what is the truth there? I feel like there are so many people who are of the school of thought that they cannot have a relationship until they are successful in their career. But and I, I've talked about this on, on the podcast many times before where I've gotten into relationships with guys who are like, I wasn't supposed to have a girlfriend. I told myself I wouldn't have a girlfriend and mm -hmm. like, I shouldn't be dating you, but yes, I want to be with you, but I can't do this because I have to focus on my career. And I'm like, right. I, like, to, cause in my opinion, like, and I'm an incredibly hard worker. I've always been so motivated about my career. It's been one of the most important things to me, but I don't like my, my thought is that 
how wonderful would it be to have somebody supporting me along the way and cheering me on and, and there to like for me to come home to at the end of a really hard day. So that's where I'm confused. And I feel like the most I've seen it is with guys when it comes to their career. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are and, and what you've seen in that realm. Well, when it comes to career building and, and guys, we, we realized this long ago, probably in our young adolescent or teenage years that we have to work to become valuable to this world. We don't, we're not just given value. Uh, ladies, you're given value, you're beautiful. You, you're what, what, you're what all the men are, are aspiring to be with. So it can be, you ladies can be such amazingly sweet smelling distractions. And I think it takes a very disciplined man to build an empire with a lady by his side because ladies require attention. You require attention, attention, attention. And sometimes that attention that he's giving you five hours going out on a date, it's fun, it's enjoyable, we had a great time. But in the back of his mind, and he may never tell you this, because again, we can't we can't always tell you the truth. You want the truth, but we can't tell you because like Jack Nicholson said, you can't handle the truth. So we don't tell you this, but that five hours that we spent with you, we could have been spending doing YouTube videos, recording podcasts, writing vlogs, writing out a business plan, something like that. Even the money that we spent doing that could have been invested into an LLC, could have been invested into more equipment. And we think about those things because we are cost benefit analysis. That's what we do. What is this going to cost me? What is my benefit? Is this an investment or am I just spending it? Because there, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. So it can be tough because I know for my schedule, it's so fluid. I could have open week nothing going on this weekend on Monday when we talk Monday morning. Hey, how you doing? Have a great day at work. I'll talk to you later. By the time you get home from work, week is full. Weekend is taken up. We can't take the trip. I know we booked the tickets. I can't go. I have to film this show. I have to film this movie. I have to do this. I have to meet with my agent. And that takes precedent. So will she... Will she be able to stay with me if that's what I'm doing? And that's a challenge. Shouldn't have to worry about all these things when we're really worrying about how can I make this dent in the universe in my own special way? I was given something. I got to get this out. It's, it's lovely to, and I, I thought about that last night. It's funny you said that. I thought about that last night because I came home from a long day. L.A. traffic is the worst. The worst. Yes. It might take you an hour and a half to drive 25 miles. Let yep. that sink in. So you're sitting there and you get home. You still got to cook your food. You know, you still have to get prepared for tomorrow. If you had a partner, someone could help you with those things. And so I think about those things. But I can't stress the importance of finding the right woman to build with. 
because the wrong woman will poison your dream. She will set flame to all your networking contacts. She is just, she's just not a good fit. And so I guess maybe the challenge for a career man is how do I find that right woman? Make sure she's a right fit for what I'm doing in my life. And also someone that's going to stick with me if the business goes belly up and I'm unemployed for two years. Is she going to bounce on me and go get the more buffer, richer, taller version of me? So it's, it's a challenge. We yeah. want to be with you. But it's like it's it's so taxing sometimes. And the conversations you guys have sometimes, we don't want to have them. We don't talk that much, guys. I know this is coming from somebody who's talking a lot, but I speak for the men that don't speak. And they're like, yeah, I don't want to have these conversations she's having. Yeah. And I'm like, well, well don't. What do you say to her? He's like, I just listen. I'm like, yeah, she's going to keep bombarding you with this stuff. You got to shut it down. Say, hey, go talk to your friends. Hey, here's some wine. Go talk to your friends about it and then come back drunk and then we'll, <laughs> we'll oh, have You know, it's, it's funny because I was actually, um, my, my boyfriend came over the other night and I had a few friends over and we were talking about like, who's dating who and who's getting engaged and like all of these things. And he was like, I have never once sat on a couch with my friends and had a conversation like this ever. No. No. Ever. And like, that's all we talk about. Like all we talk about together yeah. is like who's dating who and, and who's going to get engaged and married when and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, yeah, it, it is funny. I mean, there is a difference like natively just to, to who we are. Yeah. And it, it's like, yeah, I think, I think the main takeaway that I, I got from everything you said is that it's a lot of pressure and it's really, really really hard and and i do get that and that does i think there was some rhetoric that everyone thinks it's easy to be a man and it's it's really there's there's never (laughs) been a harder time to be a man (laughs) i can't believe i'm saying this but you guys it's december we made it through 2021 this year has been insane and incredibly stressful and overwhelming and busy and filled with high highs and low lows and now it's time to rest and relax and kind of give ourselves a little break from the madness that has been 2021. And my favorite way to rest up is with the help of Mindset Wellness CBD's rest gummies. I have taken these pretty much all year to actually get a good night's sleep, and I do not know where I would be without them. And that's why this winter, I want to give you the gift of rest, or I want you to give somebody in your life the gift of rest. It is such a game changer and really helps you get through the day, get through the week, because we can't function without sleep. So head to MindsetWellness.com. Fill up your cart with the rest gummies, not to mention they taste incredible. They are gluten-free. They are vegan. They are non-GMO. They are organic. And if you use code seeing other people, you get 10% off and free shipping. Mindsetwellness.com. Let's get back to the episode. It's just come to a point now where masculinity is frowned upon. Yeah, We, it we have it to where it's, it's, it's not, it's not, well, I wouldn't say it's cool. I, it's just not accepted to be a manly man. And I disagree because I've I've had the benefit of working a regular job that women would kind of ignore you for working. 
And I also work another job where it's glitz and glamour and you're in front of the camera. So I've had two different aspects of same man, just in different circles, being looked at differently. See the dead eyes when they're looking at you because I work construction and you're a construction guy. You just, you know, you're over there. You work. I was pool guy. I was working on the pool. Are you working on the pool? But when you're in film and television and you're on red carpets and things like that, well, now you're getting seen. Like, oh, wow. Look at you. Oh, my. And it's like the same guy that was over right. here. Actually, I had to do this to be able to do this. You know, yeah. it, one doesn't exist without the other. And so I'm, I'm happy that I got those experiences because I got to see what people would call, I actually have two what they call red pill jobs. And a red pill job is a job, I don't know why my voice cracked right there. A red pill job is a job when you get to see women in a different form. They act different with the pool guy if they think he's sexy. They act mm -hmm. different with the actor guy if they think he's sexy. Married or not, relationship or not, it's really bad. That's, that's another reason why I have to take a break because I'm yeah. like, wait, what's going on? I have married women in my DMs with their husband in the profile picture wow. flirting. And I'm like, okay, it, it really makes you, it, it drains your trust in relationships. Yeah. Even though I see my parents 52 years, my sister 25, that's a different era. That's my sister two and a half decades ago. My parents five decades ago. So can we can we still get married these days? Is that a possibility? A lot of working men are looking again, cost benefit analysis. If I marry her and she is unhappy five, ten years down the line and she decides to leave. What do I lose? I lose everything. I lose yeah. kids. I lose the house. He has to go live in a, a studio apartment, sleep in his car. He has to deal with these things and nobody cares. Nobody cares about what he's dealing with, but I do. And so that's why I created what I, I'm bringing all these men together. Cause I'm, I'm hitting this age where all my friends are getting divorced. They are long-term relationships are coming to an end seven, 10 years down the line. And they're just broken and they're coming to me. This and the shoulders are slumped. It's like, man, I don't, I did everything I could. I did everything. And she never once told me that she loved me. She never mm -hmm. told me that she was proud of me. And we're sitting there and I'm crying with these men because I'm, I'm reliving my divorce with them. And it's like, man, I, I dealt with this 10 years ago. I understand it's going to get better. That's what I will tell every single man under the sound of my voice. It gets better. One more day. Just give it one more day. Try one more day. I know it's hard. I know you want her back. I know it hurts to see her love someone else or to see her go off and live this life with some other. You, I, one of the first podcasts of yours I saw was uh, what, like, not checking the ex's Instagram or something like that. <laughs> yeah. 
And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, yep, I did that a couple of days ago. I'm like, oh, I'm it's the worst thing in the world. It's the worst it's, thing. It's, and it's, it's like, we just want that hit of dopamine. Like it's, we need it. We feel like we need it. And it just sets right. us back. It does. It does. Because we're, what we want to see is that they've hit the skids. We want right. to hit that they had a breakup, that they're crying, that they're sending these cryptic posts that you know mean that they've been hurt. And yeah. what really is happening is they're extremely happy and they yep. moved on with their life. Yep. And that and makes that, us feel worse. Yes. So, so, you know, on this topic, I want to, I want to bring up one thing and then, and then get to some listener questions, but okay. I, I always feel like I see this pattern where like after a breakup or after a divorce, it seems like the woman really like feels it and, and goes through it right from day zero, like from minute zero. But I feel like it doesn't seem like men actually tackle it until like day 60 is is there any truth to that and if so why i think maybe it depends on who did the breaking up uh-huh. because if the lady is doing the breaking up she probably decided three six months ago so right. she's she's gone through her grief and now she might have to do a little grieving after she leaves the relationship because he's no longer there but more often than not, his replacement was already in place before she left. For guys, right. <laughs> <it's>, Shit. <laughs> these are ugly truths. Ah. One of the ugly, another ugly truth I tell guys is when you start talking to her, she was already talking to somebody else. Yeah. I need to go text my boyfriend now being like, wait, do you have a backup plan? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't because when we're in, we're in. Yeah. Guys, we we want someone to love. We want someone to to go out into the world and fight for. Yeah. So we can come back and say, "Hey, yeah, hey, look what I did. I can't. I went out there. I did this for us, mm-hmm. and for us for her to be like, yes, thank you, baby." But we don't get that most of the time. We don't get that. We're like, "Hey, I went out there and did that." She's like, "Hmm." And Yikes. what else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I brought your favorite cake. Uh-huh. Did you bring ice cream? Well, damn. <laughs> so so I think uh, everyone has a grieving period in relationships. Most guys, it doesn't hit us till later because we're not allowed to express our emotions. Right. When we do the, the phrase, oh, he's all in his feelings, it gets, it gets to be shaming. Yeah. When maybe a three months ago you were saying, hey, why don't you share your feelings with me. You know, why don't you open up to me? So we know that we have to be closed off because a crying man, nobody gives a damn. But a crying woman, the world stops. And we know this. So it's like, okay, all right. I have to, as soon as she breaks up for me, I have to pound the pavement. I can't cry. I'm not allowed to cry about it. So I got to go to the gym. I got to go to work. I got to go uh, hammer up some drywall. I got to go to a game. I got to go drink. It's like, we're not allowed to deal with the emotion. We have to skirt it. Yeah. Until two months down the line, he checks her Facebook page <laughs> or Valentine's day comes up and she posts a picture with the other guy and boom. Right. Right in the chest. Sledgehammer is like, Oh yeah. I thought I was doing good. I went shopping. I got a haircut. I got new shoes, you know, and it's, it's 
They were all band-aids when really what he needs to do is just deal with the emotion. But it's such a dangerous place to deal with your emotion in front of a woman, which is why I tell guys, talk to your homeboys. Talk to them. If you got to if you got to drink something while you do it, if you got to smoke something while you do it, keep it legal. But do that. Talk it out. Cry it out. Make sure you talk to friends that aren't going to use this as ammunition later on. Like, ah, oh, I mean, we just crying like a bitch. No, come on, man. It's like, look, we're, we're all going through something. And I feel like I'm that sympathetic guy that will say, hey, okay, we're gentlemen, we're men, but we still have to deal with these emotions like human beings. So let's yeah. deal with them. Let's, let's get the tears out. Let's cry. And then let's go and let's go out and let's hang out and let's do something. Let's go watch a boxing match. Let's go drive some fast cars. Let's go do something. Men bond over activities. And that's how we build our friendships. And our friendships can be built just like that. I've built friendships with guys because we both appreciated the same beautiful woman walking down the street. <laughs> She'll walk down and be like, oh, like, wow. And you see another guy be like, right? <laughs> like, oh, what's your name, man? And it's just like, oh, man, we should get together. And, do and it's just like, boom, just like that. Next thing you know, he's in the friend Hilarious. circle hanging yeah. out. <laughs> so, That's so funny. I love that. Okay. You see guys at games high five and strangers yeah. simply because that common interest is the team that they both cheer for. Yeah, you're, you're so right. And I do see that happening all the time. And I am a little envious of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In our last few minutes, I want to do just some spitfire questions. Um, okay. So one listener wrote in and said, how do I know if he, I'm talking to a boy or a man? Ooh, that's a good one. How do you know if you're talking to a boy or a man? Um, simply this. Boys text, men call. Mm. I have surprised tons of women just by calling. And I'll say this to you gentlemen too, your manly voice will help you just call her and have this same conversation you were going to have over text voice to voice. Now she has an identifier for your messages. Now, now she can actually read your messages in her head in your voice. If she likes it. Now for me, I, I use it as a weapon. Dare I say, I'm like, oh, this is my secret weapon. Mm -hmm. I know that if I call her, most women put me, if I'm calling them and they're on their way to work or if they're driving or something like that, they'll put me on speaker in the whole car just so they can hear the bass in my voice in their car. Oh I love it. I'm like, okay, great. Then that's more, she's more likely to answer my phone call because she knows I'm number one, I'm calling to talk about something. Yeah. And the something he should be talking about. This is another key. If you're talking to a boy or a man, a boy talks to talk. He can, he just, they just want to have endless text conversations. A man is going to set a date and time for you to meet in person. Isn't that the end result that we all want? Yeah. We don't just want to sit on the phone and FaceTime and all that type of stuff. We actually want to sit across from What if we do like that? But we also need the date. We also need the date planned. We also need to know that okay. they're not just texting us a text, I think. 
Well, I think there can be a little bit of both as long as the, the, the plan is set. I limit conversations. Smart. Because <laughs> I want her to anticipate the meeting. And I yeah. don't want to drain all the things that we would talk about face-to-face -face on the phone. True. Because if we spend hours and hours and hours talking about everything, oh, how was your day on Monday? How was your day on Tuesday? Oh, hump day. Happy hump day. No. I'm setting the date and time for us to meet on Monday, probably on a Friday or a Saturday, if I like you. Thursday. Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, if I like you. And I might check in one or, once or twice throughout the week have a short conversation. And then when we meet, now we have the whole week's worth of events for you to talk about. I'm not going to do most of the talking. Key to communication, gents, say less. We're talking too much on dates. We're talking too much on the phone. Set the date, get in front of her and ask her about her day. Ask her about her life. Instead of saying, where are you from? That's a closed-ended question that only gets like one or two word answers. Ask her, what was it like where you grew up? That's a story. And in the midst of that story, she'll tell you where she's from. So it's, I think it's, it's more about how is he conversing with you? Are you having to carry the conversation? Or is he doing his level best? to make sure that he's staying engaged with you and he calls you. Yeah. I love that. I think, I think that's really good advice about asking open-ended questions where mm -hmm. somebody will, they'll give you the, the one word answer in it, but it right. also, it, it makes us feel more like, like you're actually interested and you want right. to learn about us and hope, hopefully we'll ask back, like, what about you? But, right. Um, yeah. And even in that instance, and if she's interested, and that's that's a key for the men in conversation, if you're feeding her the questions and she's answering them, but not reciprocating, she's probably not interested in you. Yeah. You are you are feeding her attention meter. Totally. That's what you're getting. And you're going to get a pat on the end of the head. You're going to get a pat on the head at the end of the day. Oh, thank you. That was so, I had so much fun. Mm -hmm. And she'll close the door in your face. So. Yeah. But for ladies, when when she asks you the question, well, for for gents, when she asks you the question, answer the question, but always turn it into another open-ended question. She's like, "Oh, well, what was it like where you were from?" Oh, well, I'm from Oklahoma. It's you know really flat land. It's not a whole lot going on here. I moved out here to do greater things. What made you move out here? Yeah. You answered her question, and now she has another open-ended question to answer. And in her answers, I say this, if you can think of her conversation in one of those cartoon text bubbles, as she's talking, there are certain phrases that she might say that you want to ask more about. Mm -hmm. So put a pin in those and hold on to those and let her finish her run. And then once she's done, then you say, hey, I heard you mention this. Tell me a little bit more about that. Or I heard you say that you grew up around horses. How did it feel growing up in the countryside? Feel, 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 feel. Ask her how she feels. I love that. That's really, really good advice. Okay, next one. If you had a magic wand, what superpowers would you bestow upon all men? Magic power. This is what I would give all men. Success. 
I would give them all success in whatever realm of the world that you want to be. Because I believe that successful men stand taller, they speak bolder, and I just really feel that they're better men. The reason we have a lot of slump-shouldered, you know, head-down men is because they're just not where they want to be in life. And again, no real outlet to really discuss these things to anybody with. You just kind of sit in quiet desperation, quiet depression, hoping that one day your ship will come in. So that would be my magic powers. Like, bing, all right, whatever it is that you are aspiring to do, you're doing it now. Now go forth in the world. How would you relate to the world now? Yeah, I love that. They're so right. You really are so right. And I can, I can actually, and I hate to say this, but I can pinpoint specific men in my life who I know they're not where they want to be. And, and you right. can see that in the way they carry themselves Yes, and in their choice to just like sit in their room and play video games versus go out and do things. Cause they're not proud of who they are. They're not proud of where they're at. And that's right. Yeah. It, it's tough. Cause yeah. it, it's up to them to change that. It is. And we gotta, yeah. we gotta pull those men out of those dark rooms on Twitch with their <laughs> gaming chairs and their headphones and all that type of stuff. Because that really, I mean, I know we have e-games, but that's really not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. Unless you're a programmer, unless you're writing code yep. or testing games. I mean, it's, it's not going to get you anywhere. Totally. And your conversations when you're a gamer, they're whack. Yep. You, you have no original thought. You're making references to games that only a handful of people play and they're mostly men. So you just, you can't relate. Get, get some, get, pick up a book, mm-hmm. <laughs> read <Yeah>. a book. <laughs> Even if it's reading a book about somebody that you admire, read their autobiography or something. Totally. Read, because it helps you with sentence structure. It helps you with uh, communication, how to formulate ideas. It just helps you. Gaming's not going to do that. Yeah. And, and this is from a former gamer. I used to game <laughs> a lot, but I used to be so hard on myself. At the end of, because I played a lot of Madden, I played a lot of football games. So when you end the, when you win the championship in the game and you turn the game off, you're like, okay, what, where do I get a ring? Do do I at least get a championship t-shirt? I don't get anything. Right. It's not worth it. How much truth do you think there is to the phrase, if he wanted to, he would? There's a lot of truth to that. I think it, what is the thing that he wanted to like if he wanted to talk to her, he would. If he wanted to marry her, he would. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I go on another date, ended? see her. Um... Well, y- yes and no, okay? Because there are women that I want to date now, but I just, I don't have the bandwidth to to maintain everything. Because again, we might have the desire. Some men don't have the skill. They don't have the ability. They want to approach this woman. They want to ask her out. But again, that's when they come to me. Well, what do I say? Yeah. How do, how do I ask her? I'm like, but you, you've asked for things before in your life, right? This is the same thing. You're just requesting her time. So I think 
But we're talk when we talk about our gamer friends, though, they want to, and they're not. Mm-hmm. So I really think it's uh, I think it's the motivation that the man has inside. Because if yeah, if he wants to, he will. But some guys want to, and they're just like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to go over there because she could say no. Yeah. So News if you flash, wanted guys, to, she probably will. If you wanted to and had the skill to and the confidence to and the the availability to, then he would. Yes, there's a mentor that used to tell me, he was like, if you know your why, then the how to will show itself. Ooh, so I, I like think that. guys have to figure out why. Why do you want to talk to her? Yeah. What's, what's your intention? Because yeah. if it's ill intent, that's probably why you can't do it. Because you know you're going to approach her with some BS. Mm-hmm. And she's more than likely going to turn the BS down. Because, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's some stupid stuff you're about to come to her with. But if you come to her and say, hey, I'd really like to get to know you. I think you're beautiful. I would be kicking myself if I sat over there and not come over and talk to you. What's your name? Yeah. Oh, I love that. You're Wait, owning, I want more people would do that. You're owning really, your nervousness. You're owning yeah. your nervous. Hey, hey, I was over there. I was nervous. I didn't know what to come over and talk to you about. So I'm just going to say, hello, how are you doing? And, and I think that's the most, I think that's the most attractive thing someone can do because they're showing like right off the bat, Hey, I'm human. Right. And you know what? Like we're all nervous. It's all nerve wracking. Right. So I, I do think leading with like how you're feeling is always a good thing. But guys want right. to be cool. We got to be James Bond. We got to go over there and be like, Hey, what's your name? And then, you know, <laughs> not everybody can do that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> last, last one okay. for you is, how do I tell him that I like him without scaring him away? Oh, this is great. Okay. <laughs> now we're getting to it. So, ladies, you have to display value to this man's life. Because, again, he's looking to add you into what he's doing, what he has going on. And a lady that made a great impact on me was... The first time we dated, we she came to my home, but she brought snacks, she brought food, she brought wine. When she came into the home, she went into the kitchen to start putting the food up and start preparing some of it. She washed dishes. I only had like two dishes in the sink. She started washing them. I'm like, oh, you don't have to do that. She's like, oh, no, my, my father told me that I should come into a man's house and start cleaning because men don't clean like women. I'm like, this is true. We don't clean as deep. We're not as intricate. So this woman, she she made an impact. And I happened, we only dated for like maybe three to six months. And that was three years ago. But still to this day, I remember our interactions because she was so very valuable to me. And and we had great conversations. She's a beautiful lady, very enchanting. And, but when I would st- spend the night at her place, she would get up in the morning before me, start the shower, because it took a little bit longer for her shower to get warm, go downstairs and make breakfast. By the time I made, I got up in and out of the shower, heading out to go do construction work, she's handing me a bag of food and a smoothie, kisses me on the cheek, pats me on the butt and says, have a great day. Now, those are some of the best work days I had simply because of how the day started. 
she she displayed value. So if you're paying attention to what this man is about in his life, what does he do? What type of sports does he appreciate? What type of activities does he engage in? How can you, I wouldn't say necessarily insert yourself into it. You wanted him to invite you in, but how can you provide value so that he will invite you in? What's something that my dad used to say, make yourself useful. I used to stand around watching him do stuff all the time, watch him work on the car, all this. He's like, make yourself useful and hand me that tool over there because he has his hands on something. He can't release it. Go grab me that. And so I bring it over. And so after a while, I started realizing, oh, he's working on that. He's going to need this. So I'll go get it and bring it back. And by the time he's asking for it, I'm handing it to him. And then he'll give you that look like, hmm, that's the type of look you want to get from the guy. He's sitting there, I don't know, studying or something. Maybe he's in school. Maybe he's studying for a certification or he's preparing for a promotion. And you slide a sandwich in there while he's working. He's going to be like, all right. He's going to eat that delicious sandwich. It's going to taste so good because you made it with love. Mm-hmm. Or, and see, here's, a th- when, I, when I say these things, again, I'm old school. So these, um, these suggestions sound very old school. No, but it's still like, look, like I'm not, in the, I'm not necessarily in the co- kitchen, like cooking and cleaning, but sure. I wake up and if I wake up before my boyfriend does, I'll go make him the coffee, like his yes. espresso. I'll get rid of the foam and put an ice cube in it because I know that that's how he wants it. And then when he gets up, it's already there for him. And then he's not going to be late for work. Right. And it's like the little things that to little show things. somebody like yes. I'm here for you and I know you have a lot of shit to do and, and here's how I can help. And mm-hmm. then when I have a lot of shit to do, I'm sure you're going to help me too. Right. Yeah. It's reciprocation. We like, again, we all, we're looking for someone to love. Yeah. We are looking for someone to go out and fight for in this world. That is, that's, that's why I think a lot of men get confused and they think that a woman is their purpose. No, a woman is our motivation. You guys motivate us to be better, to do better, to get better things to live in bigger homes, to drive in cars that you can fit in, that we can put kids in the back so we can go on vacation. Guys dream about this type of stuff. We dream about being in those relationships. Mm -hmm. We just don't feel like they're around anymore. So there's a high level of frustration with a lot of men who are just have all this love in their heart. Nobody to give it to, nobody to hand it to, because the last woman we handed it to, she crushed it. She stomped on it. She threw it out the window. She burned it, whatever it was. And we're still feeling that pain. So if you're wanting to come in to this man's life in such a way, realize that we all have our our damage that we're dealing with. But how can you soften his world? Because that's what you guys do. Our man's world is very hard, very, very hard, like a rock hard. And what you guys do is you come and you soften things for us. You make things smell better. You make things look better when we walk in the house. You know, it's just it's so beautiful to have a woman around the right woman. It's beautiful to have the right woman around. So, um, yeah, your friend, she's, this, this viewer sounds like she's her heart's in the right place. She just needs to focus in on what that guy's doing. 
and yeah. uh, try to make his life softer. Absolutely. All right, you guys, go make their lives softer. <laughs> Doing it. Make their lives smell better. Do it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. This has been an absolute pleasure. This has been awesome. Yes. Where can everyone find you, learn more from you, learn more about you? Hit me with all the links, all the places. Well, Ilana, thank you so much for having me on this. I really appreciate it. You can find me at Levon the Gent, L-E-V-O-N, the Gent. That is my personal page. You can follow other talks like this on The Gentleman Code at The Gent Code. Swag is for boys, class is for men. I love that line. I saw that and I was like, oh my God, I, I'm obsessed with that. Also, I'm obsessed with all of your videos. They're so fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you. They're we're so, we're, they're so we're creating some more. I had to take a break because work just bombarding. Oh, but yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm so passionate about this. And I thank you again for, you know, just kind of waking up the spirit in me. I've been doing a lot of writing about this, but I haven't been able to express it. So I really appreciate you allowing me to do this. I'm so glad. Well, thank you. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you learned something. I can't imagine that you didn't. This has been great. And I will talk to you guys next time.